of Ash and Flow. This is Unbillable Hours, a podcast about professional services marketing. Stick around and listen to our insights, tips, and best practices to improve your firm's marketing and even your career. Ash, welcome to, to this last episode of the Unbillable Podcast. What be... do you mean the last episode? <laughs> see, who, see what I did there. It's, it's the last episode before we do our live show with, with one of our favorite guests. They're all our favorite guests, but, but he was special. Luke Smyers from The Visible Authority. And of course, like all of you, if you want to join us, yes. because we will do a live session next friday at 1 p.m central european time german time whatever this is early afternoon is that 12 uk or 2 uk no, 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 it's 12 we are one hour oh, it's 12 UK. 12, it's 12. So at noon uk time right so good lunch, lunch so, break for people so all so, of you guys in the uk who are on your lunch break come on join us that's fine yeah, so so we'll be discussing, uh, we'll, we'll be presenting, it's not quite a framework yet, but like our joint perspective on what are the current trends, the current challenges in business development and marketing for professional services firms, mm -hmm. and how could you go about tackling them? And the interesting thing, I think, for, for listeners will be that Ash and I will discuss these points from the perspective of people who work in the marketing function of the firm. Now, Luke, who obviously founded a consulting firm and sold it and then run a practice for quite a while, Within and Deloitte. still runs another practice. Yeah, and still runs a practice. He will discuss this from the practice leads and from the business perspective. So lots of goodness should be in there. And you can, of course, join us, ask questions, you know, hang yeah. out with us over lunch. And we'll get to know you uh, somewhat personally, which we'd, we'd love to do that. So I'm looking forward to that. But I mean, that was a promotional teaser, right? Let's, let's get into today's episode, I think, <clears throat> where we wanted to discuss the marketing funnel right ash and how to yeah. how to optimize it um yeah like <clears throat> i think we've been hearing a lot about the death of marketing qualified market qualified leads and like you need to focus more on your sales side none of that's entirely true but the whole problem is the disconnect between the, the funnel when you look at the funnel essentially you got the marketing funnel on one end and you have the sales funnel on the other end and these two things almost operate independently in a lot of firms so let's just take it like a day-to-day -day kind of example on your three of marketing programs whether it's like on the website or whatever you know places where you do your data capture you get a bunch of like leads none of these leads are really clearly you know intent of purchase of whatever you know service or product that you offer they're just intent of interest and sometimes they can be rivals, whatever. So the issue there is you then filter these leads down and then you put them into your entire funnel and you go through this large issue of like hitting everyone, which doesn't really help sales because what are you trying to aim for? Like getting like 10,000 leads and having 1% conversion or maybe 0.5%, something like that? Or are you looking for very specific targeted groups? You're looking for the latter. In order to do that, you need to have the connection to sales up front. By that, that I mean, it's like, <clears throat> so sales through events, through their conversations, through everything, they pick up leads. They get leads of genuine interest or at least inter future interest. There is some, there is some engagement there. 
these leads come in, it's a lot better than it used to be about seven years ago where you basically will have a first name and an email and nothing else or maybe a phone number and a first name and you wouldn't know anything. Now, our sales friends are also really better in terms of data, just like our marketing friends are getting better at data. And they will have much more intent signal qualified leads. It's sales qualified leads, but it's much more focused on the intent signal. Now, take these two sets and converge them. That gives you the key focus of where you should be focusing on your marketing. Like, Flo, you and I both know that marketing primarily is focused on like acquisition, what do you say, growth and retention, right? Those are the three kinds of campaigns that you run. Why do you want to run all of this thing on like, <clears throat> so why do you want to run like, you know, like 10,000 leads all on acquisition phase? Because guess what? If you are a decent enough practice, uh, you should have already acquired these other channels rather than just pushing them all in front through the website. So what we do here is we focus on intent acquisition rather than like general acquisition. And then we focus on nurturing and building these, putting them through the marketing and sales cycles by optimizing your funnel. Yeah. So you have to look at that narrow channel of like, 100 people say 100 from 10,000 to 100 of which you have like 50% conversion or 75% which means that your marketing efforts and your sales efforts are much more focused you understand what effect your offering has and you can also look at like what future offerings you can build on this that makes sense for you and also which ones you should move away from because this is how you fortify the strength of your brand positioning and your offering positioning within the market i've been ranting a bit but go ahead Flo. so i think what <clears throat> what you're saying is and, and and i think with that i agree is that we have to if we talk about fixing the funnel what we mean is we have to increase the relevancy and the effectiveness of the entire thing so yeah. the name of the game is bringing high intent leads as opposed to just any lead right yeah so focus on high buying intent and then also and i'm not i'm not sure you said that as much or if that's me projecting but also <laughs> make sure that once they're here once they're coming in that they, that they don't get lost right don't have a leaky funnel away between the stages something goes goes wrong and you yeah. lose them and so let's let's click into that and let's let's talk about the, the various funnel stages and we can improve them but i will say before we do just one thing I am aware of the discussion that pops up once and everyone in a while, like, is the funnel even real, right? Aren't customer journeys totally nonlinear and chaotic? My point of view on that is I don't care. <laughs> it's an academic discussion to me. I think if you think about marketing, selling, buying, and all these things as building relationships that just happen to, to end in a transaction, it is helpful for me in my practice to think about these relationships in stages. And so for me, the funnel model still pretty much works to a certain extent. That's what I actually uh, I, I want to like touch on that. I wanna, like for like, all the complicated drawings Gartner has about the fractured customer journey, all that stuff. Still, someone goes from I don't know you at all to I know you a little to I'm interested in a little bit, you know, having a bit more of an extension. Yes, actually, you have something to offer, which I find really valuable. That's still alive and kicking, I would say. Yeah, so this is this is a good you know segue. What I want to say is that we're so focused on the customer journey and the customer touch points that we're forgetting that what will drive your supply and sales is your demand journey, not your customer journey. 
where is your demand understood? Where is your demand focused? Because the customer journey and demand journey can be the same, but in a service-oriented firm, it's not necessarily the same because your your touch points for your customer journey are like your events, your website, and all those things. That's not indicative of demand. Demand is indicated by where do they take action? So you can drive people through multiple customer journeys, but your demand journey is clearly going to be like, this is a point of interaction where we actually give them like a focus on what their demand is. This is the point where we actually build awareness of their demand and create that. And this is a part of the journey where we sell them on, you know, on basis of de that demand. The customer journey could be like, yeah, I went through the website and went this and went there. Th that's not the focus. The focus is yeah. demand journey. And I think the the sooner that larger like research firms focus on that, the better it is for professional services and service oriented firms in general. Yeah. And it's uh, let's 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 park the like because my suggestion would be to go from the bottom of the funnel yes. upwards in terms of optimizing it. And I'm not saying I'm not the the conversion optimization expert, but I think we can maybe share or discuss one or two points per per funnel stage. Like what are the quick quick wins to optimize mm -hmm. at the stages? And I usually like to start at the bottom of the funnel because I find that often optimizing there these are quick fixes which you can usually do quite easily and without having even if you aren't in a position where you can like overhaul the entire practices marketing strategy or whatever right but you can always sort of try to boost the conversion rates at the bottom of the funnel and i i was going to ask what what ideas you have but i i start with mine i think my and we've discussed this on the show before my my biggest pet peeve is just the the offer and how it's presented whatever the journey whatever the funnel is but right at the point where you try to convert me to something i find many consulting firms still have a lot of potential in the way what they're offering and let's say the conversion you're trying to drive is for an actual sort of small type of consulting ish offer a strategy call or a small workshop or whatever like so many websites you go to so many offering decks you see just have a name a face of someone name title and then there's a contact me or email me button or inquire about this blah blah offer like that's not how you should structure this and there's a lot of, i'm not going to go into details but but there's just just look up some ideas about offer development and it's not offering as in what is the consulting service but literal offer like how do i do how do i create a good promotion and a good offer where people actually have an have an easy time to say yes to consulting firms do not enough of that and that to me is one of the one of the easiest fixes just be much more specific about what's on offer and be very clear what's my path to purchase right don't just say book a strategy call have a paragraph telling me what that contains Intel. right yeah. what's what's in it and then maybe break out in a couple of bullets how this works right schedule today you get a thing tomorrow then we'll assign you an expert and he'll send you you know you'll get an email with five questions at time. you get the idea right just make it a, a bit more crisp and a bit more optimized so people can can say yes to more easily that that is my that is one of the i don't know if you have a bottom of the funnel thing but I, I the have, offers are off too often broken i think i have something that i'd like to call switchboarding essentially <clears throat> what it means is so you have like a client let's take your favorite example of automotive 
you have an automotive client who um, is already like purchasing something from you. Now they have somehow come into your lead gen because they're like looking at some information from you. What a lot of firms marketing does is then they put these people in the same lead thing and they just stuff them with the same kinds of information, like tell them more new things about it. Not really. If you already have someone who's invested in you, nurture the lead. So what you should do there is take this intent signal from marketing, push it into sales and put that into the sales cycle, because then as they're already having conversations, they can have conversations that give them information about these kinds of services that help them purchase it. Their marketing's function is to support sales by providing them the material to have the conversations yeah. rather than putting them through the entire marketing Oh, oh, I like so, that because the, the, what you're doing there is solving for a problem all consulting firms have, which is the cross the cross selling, right? Yeah. Like the client has already hired you for X, and now you'd like to sell them Y, and it's always very, very hard. But the way what you're describing here is suddenly I get an opening or I get a signal that someone might be ready to talk about why. Yeah. And yeah, I fully agree. If you if you can build processes or just be disciplined about giving that signal to to the practice and make sure it's being followed up with. That, that can be powerful. Agreed. Yes, instead of putting them through your, you know, instead of uh, inviting them to an event, maybe that works, but instead of putting them through your website and email, yeah. all those kinds of things, don't do that because what happens then is they are, what is it, over-indexed on your brand and your offering that they might look in another place to do the other thing, which then affects sales. You have to be really careful because you, as well as all the others are competing for their mind space. And to yeah. do that, you should do that in the place where they're actually having the conversation, not in the place where you're trying to open a new conversation. Don't do that. Mm. Just just think about it like in a logical sense. Go ahead. True. And and I think the the that's also a good segue to what I have for the middle of the funnel. I don't know. I, I, because there I just have one. And again, it's very practical and, and don't, don't hate me for it. I don't have that much strategic stuff. But a big area of improvement I see in so many firms is just follow up. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to say it. It's just follow up. It's like once you have people in the systems or in the cadence or whatever, A, what you said there reminded me of like you can people so often get fed into the wrong cascade and then they get automated emails or, or nurturing sequences which in my experience don't do that much anyways what is better instead is just genuinely follow up have someone from the business follow up with people when there is an opportunity and i'll make one example if you give a webinar and you have people you invite people and then you a few of them agree to come and then you have a certain no-show rate and you do the thing. Eight of 10 cases, what I see consulting from Stu is everybody who attended gets the slide deck, that's it. Which is already lame. Maybe there should be a better value add to the follow-up. But you missed a couple of opportunities and that's my point is you could also have followed up with the people who agreed to come but didn't show. Okay, to be fair, many firms also do that. But then you could also have followed up with the people who did register, right? Uh, that's that's one thing. So being complete in your follow-up, I think is a, is a huge opportunity. And then the other one is a bit more broad. I think being more consistent is also helpful. Uh, and you've heard this elsewhere and before, but so many people, if there's an opportunity middle of the funnel where you might pull them into the end, right? And this maybe closer to, to some kind of business transaction, uh, sometimes prospects will say no and opt out of it. And uh, very often that's when firms abandon any effort to ever talk to these people again, which is, that's just dumb, right? Might've been just the timing. So keep them, keep, keep engaged and keep following up or try to offer something else. Uh, just have good discipline around. Well, 
actually respectful i, I should be saying respectful, respectful follow up. so many yeah. people when i say follow up think it's about spamming that's not what i mean it's just not don't disengage from someone too early just because this time wasn't right so i have a good example here and it's, <laughs> it's a stupid example but still maybe relevant so i purchased this is just some food service where i purchased some pasta from all right I didn't purchase directly from them. I purchased through something, but they got my address. So first of all, they wanted me to purchase from them directly. They reached out saying, here's 50% off. And here's like, you know, we'll throw in like a bottle of wine. Then a week later, they said, hey, you didn't really use this. Third week, they left it alone. Fourth week, then they responded saying, we know you bought our stuff. We know you liked our stuff, but we also realize that you don't engage, you don't really want these kinds of emails and you haven't done anything with it. So remember that our offer still stands and we're not going to bother with you anymore. We're not going to yes. bother you with this kind of information anymore. But what we will do is that uh, if you are ever happy to, what do you say, get back, all of these things are there. And the first two things come from general marketing kind of emails. The last one's also a marketing email, but it's addressed by the MD and founder of the firm. And it's like they start off with this whole thing being a personal note, which kind of, even if it is a fully marketing written email, which you and I you know, can attest to. This yeah, is probably this... still an automated sequence, but like, yeah, 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 that's right. It's the style that matters in those yes. things is quite, quite a great deal. Yeah. Yeah, but it, I mean, you're, you're contrasting a company who's clearly having that sorted out with the field of professional services, where, like I said, very mm -hmm. often, I've seen this a hundred times, probably yeah. follow-up is essentially non-existent and, and it's understandable because consultants are seller doers, right? They have to sell stuff. They have to do the work. So they're always busy mm -hmm. doing the work if, if business is good. So no one has time to even remember the follow-up, which then that's a job where marketing can step in and not pass for people, but just help, right? Friendly reminders. Yes giving people ideas for good follow-up whatsoever. But I think that that's the middle of the funnel thing. So the top of the funnel is probably a show in and by itself because so much stuff going on. I think, and we've said this before, we should come back to the point where this is about building demand and preference by educating people. So non-transactional, but informative marketing. And you, you said this earlier on, it should be focused about building the demand, finding where the demand is, growing the demand, all these things. And the, so the, opti the funnel optimization I, I would recommend there is, uh, and this is again, just a fraction of a tiny piece, is to really get good in the discipline of, and I don't always get this right, but thinking about stuff from the perspective of client pains mm -hmm. and client issues and talk about how to solve those versus I mean, top of the funnel, what is it so often? Oh, we have this and that. Essentially what we did at the top of the show, right? We have a live podcast. <laughs> so you should be joining. <laughs> it's a good example of driving awareness by just talking about my own stuff. Segue, but I just want to add the fact that, you know. See, I, I wove the live show again. You wove the live show, but I also want to, you also did something which I'd like to say some of the gamer community might realize when you keep talking would get good. <laughs> okay. Get good at it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You gotta grind that that thing, get better at it. But I think that's th that to this day, like, and and now let's put a word on it. Just general client insight and messaging remains a, um, either a weak point or an opportunity, depending on how you want to frame it. For so many consulting firms, for various reasons, and a lot of that has to do with the focus they have on the business model and all that stuff. Like, there's real business strategy reasons for why it's sometimes so bad. Sorry to be blunt about it. But that said, you often you can improve stuff even if you don't touch 
strategy things just by rewording things here and there. And that will be my practical quick fix for the, for the top of the funnel. I don't know. And as we say, all of this is to make sure that you optimize demand to fulfill supply. Yeah. And so you, it is essentially bringing marketing. Like once again, we are, you know, we are quite familiar with the marketing stuff and we can really talk about that. And we've built like functions, which we'll touch upon the, the key role of you as marketers is to support the function, the sales, the practice to build the practice. It is not about stuffing the market with messages, not stuffing the intent, the buyers with like lots of, you know, information. It's about optimizing that to build the right kind of demand to, you know, make sure that there's always a supply. There's always, you know, you supply this to the right buyers and you have to like focus on this because if you're a big brand, everyone's going to buy everything from you because they know your name. But if you're not a big brand, if you're not like a Disney of professional services, yeah. you need to like make yourself known that you are the creator of this specific type of offering or service. And this is where you need to do it right. Cause we are all familiar with like smaller firms, pretty much just to keep, you know, the lights running, taking all kinds of work. But at some point you have to optimize your offering. Otherwise, yeah. otherwise you're not building a practice. You're just trying to put butts on seats. Yeah, that's the, you end up in the body leasing business, as some call it, right? Which mm -hmm. is not a good position to be in. Anyways, I have, I got to run. <laughs> I got some more work to do this Friday. I change of pace there. So let's, let's wrap it. I'll just, I've taken notes, so I'll repeat it. Friends, friends of firm marketing, here's what we said today. To optimize mm -hmm. the funnel, right? Ash gave us the interest set. The main game should be, high intent leads so make it all about bringing in more of the right people yep right in more mm -hmm. often and some ways to go there like practical tips to tweak look at the offerings you make as in the actual offers like the first initial transactions i could take with the firm how clearly are those described and how compelling are they probably lots of room for optimization there switchboarding i think that that was a very nice i like the word for it like this idea that if you have leads come in that already have an existing relationship those get routed differently and directed to the people who can essentially help convert that interest right don't let them get stuck in your typical marketing cadence or whatever but but hand them right to the business and sorry if i add this ash but make sure the business follows up because that, yes these are, busy, yeah. these are busy people right sometimes that mm -hmm. doesn't happen we've all been there and then moving upwards middle of the funnel we talked about follow-up right improving the discipline around that in every capacity I think. And uh, like you said, Ash, maybe also doing sort of a, not, what is that? A style review? Just making sure follow-ups feel genuine, authentic, helpful, and, and sort of valuing the client. And it, not just yeah, it, yeah, email. yeah. 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 And then top of the funnel. Yeah. That's a, that's an entire episode. That's an entire season in and by itself, but essentially educate clients to build specific demand, like we said before, and, and the big, the big, the long lever you can pull there probably is the messaging like how do you talk about the things you mm -hmm. offer is it all me 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 we do this we do that messaging or do you start from specific client pain points and, and take people in from there very few consulting firm sites 
seem to be doing that. Which, oh, let's end on an example. I just saw um, Sangram Vaj. I don't exactly know how we pronounce his last name. The, the founder of Terminus, he just started a new consulting firm. I saw that on LinkedIn. And mm -hmm. I already written to him. I know him a little bit from, from past endeavors. I think his their website, and I'm going to put it in the show notes, is a perfect example for how you start with pain points and drive towards a solution versus talking about your services and your practices and all that stuff. So I'll, I'm going to put the link in the show notes. So anyways, that's it for this week, I think. Have a nice Friday eventually, Ash. Yep. I'm going to... Do you have anything to add? Sorry, that was me. No, I, no, I think... 15 minutes. No, I think, You've got to I check think... out Sangram's page, though. It's, re it's really, I think it's great. Mm-hmm. Yep. I put the link in the chat for you. It's such a virtual meeting thing to say. Okay. Yes. All right. And then, yeah, finally, hopefully see many of you on the live show again. I think it'll be interesting because we'll look at the dual perspective. What does the business do? What does marketing do? And, and how does the future configuration of that play out? Which uh, I think really people should take note of because I expect that to change and I expect that to impact primarily the, the marketing function and the way we do our jobs there very soon, or maybe it already has, but we haven't realized it yet. Anyways, that's it. I'm going to stop the recording. Thanks for listening to Unbillable Hours. If you want more, tune in next week. You know where to find us. 